Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Fairy Tale. It's the Battle of Fairy Tale Lark. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Better than Fairy Tale at any given moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm back from a from a like a weekend trip, but you know what? We have commitments to make and goals to achieve, and yeah, fairies to tell. Yeah, man, the story of the tale of fairies. Um, but we left off at Tower of God. Our people have come back to the guild. Um, Urza, Gray, Lucy, Natu, and the most important member, Happy. And what? we are. <laughs> Yes. And we're, okay. Fair play. We're back, and we see. Oh, okay. There's a new Gil Hall, and you know, Natsu, who is not a creature of change, is like, "Yo, this feels different. The whole guilds feel strange." And everybody's like, "Yeah, it does feel kind of weird." And then we just kind of pan, and Juvia's like, "Welcome back, guys." <laughs> and everybody's like, "Juvia," and Mockroft's like, "Yeah, she's a new member of Fairy Tale." And they're like, "Oh, that's what's up." Thanks so much for, like, helping us win the Tower of God and not turning into a siren and killing us. We appreciate that. Man, how do you feel about Fairy Tale Juvia? I like Fairy Tale Juvia only because, again, this is a this is a rewatch for me with uh. you, but it's also, like, I love Fairy Tale, so I'm here for it. But Fairy Tale Juvia... It is best, Juvia. Um, but she like really earned her spot on Fairy Tale. I feel like, like especially Absolutely. with her stuff, this art. But like even before this, like I am, I'm happy. When I first saw Juvia, I wanted her to be a Fairy Tale wizard. Honestly, I was like, I hate that. Like you're evil because you have the sad backstory of a <laughs> of a protagonist. Like you know you don't necessarily want to do this stuff. You're doing it because you found like you had a place who belonged and like her whole moment when she was like, well, can't be with gray. So bye. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm really just most mad. Like I love Juvia too. Juvia yeah. is my favorite, favorite love interest in all this show yeah. so far. Um, I guess I'm really just mad that she cut her hair for her fairy tale transformation. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it grows back. Like, and that's one of the things that I love about fairy tale, which I don't think we've talked about, is the constant wardrobe changes in fairy tale. Like, that is a vibe for me. It is. I like that it doesn't just stay the same thing throughout um, the series. Don't get me wrong. I love the iconic, you know, um, green delinquent suit, and then the white tank top with the green pants or the. Green delinquent seat suit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what does boy, that mean? Our boy Yusuke's fit, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's clean, and Naruto's jumpsuit is also clean. But, like, I like how in Fairy Tale, A, we see Lucy with a new outfit every arc. I love that. We see Urza literally have a new outfit almost every episode. Um, We got some staples, like Natsu's, like, generally more of the same, but has little changes, and um, but we really see Gray and everybody else get new outfits, and I appreciate that we see that through, like, 
Juvie as well. Juvie is probably, I think Juvie has the most outfit changes out of anyone, I believe. Maybe. Um, if we don't count requips, if we count requips, it's obviously Urza, but not counting requips, it's either Juvie or Gray. So I feel like you have to count reequips since that's the entire point of reequips. Okay, then we'll go Urza. Probably Urza, then Lucy, Gray, and Juvie are probably tied. Then other people that we haven't met yet, but yeah. So, um, but no, we that whole fairy tale members, yeah. What's that? We got new fairy tale members, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that also happened. You know, we got Juvia, and then we have Don, 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 Gaju. So this the iron- asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so the Iron Dragon Slayer has joined the guild, and he is just, you know, like, don't start shit with me because it is what it is, you know. And I'm here, and Makarov defends him. He's like, listen. He was acting in defense of his guild, the same you were. He was following orders by Jose. So it is what it is. We don't leave a kid in need out. I was like, Makarov, you a real one for that. Like, because Gajo goes on to be one of my favorite characters. But that's all I'm going to say about the future. But, um, I mean, even even in this arc, you know. Yeah, in this arc really, especially. We really get to see, like, Gajo's commitment and like kind of where he's sitting as a character. Yeah. And it's incredibly interesting, you know. No, Gajo is like Loki the coat for this. Um I also got to say that um Gajo just his so after we get introduced to Gajo, um Mira Jane breaks off into a song out of the blue. A song about how you know, the journey's a fairy tale. We've come so far and blah, blah, blah. Love, peace, and happiness and all that. And everybody's like, yeah, Mira Jane's so beautiful and graceful. We love her. She's the queen of fairy tale. Yada, yada, yada. And then Gajo's like, yo, this is my time. Well, no, okay, no. Before that, Gajo and... Uh, <laughs> Gajil and um, Natsu get in the scuffle and that kind of sets the tone of their relationship and Makarov uses his gigantifications like yo stop this is daddy's house y'all miss baby then we get an interviewer from Sorcerer Weekly I believe it is or maybe it's just like some magazine I can't remember if it's actually Sorcerer Weekly or not Um, and they're like yo I'm here to do an interview with the guild and like see what it's about and then lucy's like oh yeah i totally care who is she's like the only one that cares <laughs> because like everybody like you know like it's whatever we're fairy tale so lucy's trying to do all this describing and stuff to get like his attention and everything and the guy just keeps being like fascinated by other things and this is when we get um gajil <laughs> doing his scooby bat scats and it's just the best thing ever. No, the recurring gimmick of Gajil just being this kind of bluesy guitar man and performing for the guild is pretty much the greatest shit of this arc. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he's just... Oh, my God. It is, it's just like shoobity-pop. Like, it's just... And, oh, my God. It's... 
I love God's show so much, bro. Like, there is so much. I can't wait for you to get through this series, like, or us to get through this series. <sighs> so you can experience all the greatness of God's show. But, um, yeah, so he, like, basically gets rid of Mira Jane <laughs> and, like, kind of gets rid of her to sing his own doo-wops and stuff. And everybody's like, yo, like, what is this? Um, But God's show keeps going because he's God's show. So, and then... That's kind of like the fun before the shit hits the fan. Yep. And that being Lucy can't pay her rent. Yes. As as most of these arcs start. <laughs> yes. Lucy is just going to be poor. I mean, I guess before that, we do have like got our Loxus like going off on like a guild or something. Um, guild dark, oh. dark guild naked mommy. Like he just, Ew, whatever, man. Yeah. Loxus is an asshole to everybody. Yeah. So in guild, out of guild, doesn't matter. Yeah. So Lucy's got to pay his rent, and it's time for the annual Miss Fairy Tale pageant where all of the girls in the guild get together and show off their stuff. Thanks, Mashima. Yeah. So, I mean, this was pretty dope. Um. <laughs> I tell tell me why, because you know why. Um, I know why. <laughs> Mashima, Ma, Hero Mashima can draw really well certain things, and it seems like he likes drawing certain things better than other things. And this was one of the things where, um, you know, he had a lot of opportunities to draw what he wanted to draw. Yeah, like his specialty isn't architecture. Yes, I'll say that. It's not architecture. It is the human form. Yes, the human anatomy. Go human anatomy. Um, to he got which, to showcase this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, we get to see a fun adventure, you know, bikini contest, talent contest, all this, that, and the other, until... Everything goes tragically wrong, and it's time for the battle of fairy tale. So Loxus rolls in like the asshole he is, and is like, "All right, it's my guild now, and we're going to fight to the death to have the best guild ever." Yes. After we gotta talk about our, we gotta talk about our dope ass Gajiel moment that happens before this, though. Let's talk about it. Um. So yeah. Uh, Droy and Chet are like, yo, Gazio, we don't accept you for your past actions. Rightfully so. Um, like, yes. how dare you join the guild um, when you destroy the Aurora and what you did to us and all that. So Chet and Droy can attack them. Well, Levy's like, no, don't do it, guys. He's part of Freytale now. And, and like, Le- Levy's the one that was so incredibly disrespected. Like, yeah. not only were they all, like, pseudo-crucified, like she had Phantom Lord's emblem painted on her stomach, like mm-hmm. full ass disrespect from Gajo. Absolute disrespect. And so they're like sitting here beating the crap out of um, Gajo, and like he's not he's he has the power. Yes, he could easily he, knock both of them like your fuckers out, but. He makes the decision yeah, to sit there and take it. Yeah, and 
Levy's like, can't you see that he's not even fighting back? And the other two are like, whoa, what? And this is where I really get fucking love Gajil. So Loxus arrives, and he starts beating up Gajil as well, blaming him for destroying the old fairytale be- building and furthering ruining the guild's expectation because that's all Loxus cares about. He didn't want to help um, Natsu when he went to go fight in the demon ice capital or anything like that. He only cares about fairytale being the strongest and blah, blah, blah. So Loxus is attacking Gajil with lightning magic, and Jet and Troy is like, bro, you're going too far. Like, and... He wanted to be recognized as a fairy tale member, so he took the beating and all that. And then Loxus is like, you're both weak, fuck you both, and attacks them with lightning. And as he's about to hit Levy, we really <laughs> see how strong Gajal was the whole time. Because that man, like, literally, like, after being beat up and everything, like, freaking still manages to, like, get, like, race faster than lightning, mind you. Then the lightning that Loxus is putting out... Gajo is faster than that, and this man grabs Levy and shields her. Like, whew. Everybody was like, what? And then Gajo's like, I've got work to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, yo. Ah, that was so clean, man. So clean. Gajo, man. I, I, I think I feel you on him being a, an excellent character. Yeah, man. Like... And that's not even like all that he did this um art. But yes. Then we get to Loxus saying the battle of fairy tale has begun. Mm-hmm. So Loxus rolls in and is like, All right, um Medusa gazed to turn all of the women in fairy tale that are in the pageant to stone. So we've got, you know, all of the great women, you know, we've got Revy, Juvia. Juvia, we've got the the reequipped lady Urza. that uses guns and drinks. Oh, both. We've got Fiska. yeah, we've got Urza and Lucy. Yes, all turned to stone. And he's like, "All right, it's time to play a game. Fairy tale will fight itself, or I will kill all of these ladies." Yeah, and everybody's like, "What?" So he makes like a he makes like a portal, like a shield. Um, or not a shield. What is it called? Um, he makes like, he introduces the Thunder Legion, who are the one who uses like yep. the snake Medusa eyes, which I never understood how this even happened. Like, <laughs> never explained how all three of them have the same magic power, because as far as I'm concerned, can't really do that, but that happens. And man, can I say, like, freaking, um, what's her name? She's part of Thunder Legion. Um, what is her name? Ever uh, evergreen, evergreen, evergreen design is atrocious. <laughs> like it looks what you, so much better the, in the future. Right now, it's just absolutely atrocious. What's wrong with evergreen? I just, I mean, I don't like the fit. Like you got freaking the rest of the group looks good, but evergreen just look. It's maybe it's her hair. I think it's literally just her hair. I don't mind Whoa. her outfit, but her hair is just. Yeah. I mean, she's got this like sassy librarian, like Tinkerbell vibe going on. I mean, yeah. In current day. And I know better than to look at the future as I look at the future. And you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> it probably is just her hair in terms of your perception. She goes from being a sassy librarian to being Mimi with glasses. Yes, which whole vibe, by the way. But 
as it stands, I'm just I'm just not currently feeling the current evergreen. But anyway, so we've got them like holding all the females in fairy tale hostage. Our best girls are held hostage. So Free puts enchantments because he's enchantment magic, which is a new magic that we see. Shout out to enchantment magic. And he makes an enchantment and a set of rules for this game. And one of the rules is that no one older than the age of 80 can escape the guild hall, which is designed to keep Makarov from participating since he's so strong. So we see an interesting turn that Natsu cannot escape the guild hall. And later we found out neither can Gajio, which poses a question that isn't answered yet. Is there something going on with Dragon Slayers? Oh my god. One, it's been a minute, but two, oh my god. Are they old? We'll have to see. We will have to see. Um, and I swear if you go and read the wiki and ruin I yourself must for know. This, no, you will not. <laughs> you have to wait. We'll get there and God. It's gonna no, be a while. Don't hit, don't hit me with the man. <laughs> that episode count. I gotta do some arithmetic. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a bit. But we'll get there. The way we're going, we'll get there in a few months. Don't worry. Shit. Twenty twenty seven. We. <laughs> but but anyway. yeah, uh, Gajiel and Natsu are stuck in the the town like the guild hall with uh, Makarov. Yeah, and it's a whole deal. Yeah. So, um, he, Master as Redis, who is the art magician, like, yo, can you go find Poriluska and be like, yo, do you have another way to stop the petrification from this? And so he goes to go find, um, Poriluska in the forest while the banner, while the fairy tale members are out here duking it out to, um, basically win this battle to see who can stop um you know the whole thing that's going on of yeah. like this stupid battle so um yeah so anyway we get um Alzac which is uh our shooter guy versus um Jet and Droid because he's like I got a free Bisca because Bisca and Jet and Troy are like but Levy so this fight's going on, and everybody's out here fighting, and Freed's going on a rampage, and just like, yo, can't be having this, you know, making sure the rules are met. And then he sees Reedus trying to escape, and he's like, oh, I challenge you to a duel, and blah, blah, blah. Knowing damn well, Reedus can't beat him because it's Reedus. So, shout out to Reedus, though. Like, yeah. Reedus trying his ass off, like, every arc, you know? He is. Lu- Lucy, is Lucy, I'm sorry I can't save you, but shit, I'm going to try. Levy, I'm sorry I can't save you, but shit, I'm going to try. Like, <laughs> Reed- shout out to Redis, you yeah. know. Redis is a real one. We, we stand Redis over here. So our boy Redis um, falls to Freed, as we all knew he would, sadly. Um, very easily, mind that. And so then we get to our next fight, which is Gray versus Bisclo. And Gray is fighting back, and it's kind of even tier because Gray is one of the stronger wizards in Fairy Tale, and Bislow is one of the Thunder Legions, which is supposedly 
um the strongest like team in fairy tale at the moment air quotes um and this is when we see um the human possession magic which freed or not freed um bislow has which is creepy it's probably the creepiest magic that i feel like is in there because he calls them his little babies and they're like the empty they're like souls of people so huh, i'm like still trying to figure out where he got the souls from because it's never explained I, yeah i didn't know this shit was necromancy i just thought it was doll magic yeah no he's got it's it's pretty much soul magic so we're gonna go with it's japanese like items have souls magic like you know about the whole like yeah shinto like dolls have like identities and like souls so you have to like respect them and like they become yokai if neglected yeah okay we can go with that because yeah. they are like we're gonna go with that because like i've got nothing else that's fair we'll take that <laughs> so our boy gets um our boy Greg gets kind of trapped because Bislow is like a hoe. And he like kind of tricks Gray into going into one of the barriers that Freed is set up. And like Gray's taking all his damage, but he he I mean, he pretty much gets KO'd by Bisco. Or Bis not Bisco. Um Bix yeah, Bixlow. There we go. Too many freaking characters. <laughs> yep. Um so he gets KO'd by Bisco and Locks is like, ha ha ha, this is great. Um, I'm going to be the new Gale Master. Gray is trash. I'm the best there is. And this is when we see the moment where we just see him the cut to the back. Um, and Gajil just is like in the back chewing. He's like, I'll do it. I'll be the one to go get Locks. And everybody's like, yo. We might have a chance. It's Gajil. Gajil's that dude. He's second to Natsu. Let's go. Yeah, man. Let's go. <laughs> and then Gajil can't get through the barrier. <laughs> and he's like, what is going on? And even Freed's like, huh? Because it should only, the only rule to put on this is like, I imagine that the enchantments are like Jujutsu Kaisen where the less, like, the more focused the restriction, the stronger it is. Like uh -huh. how we saw in season one when it was like, only Gojo can't enter this. Everybody else can enter it, but Gojo can't. And that's how powerful it had to, like, specific it had to be to keep Gojo out. So I imagine this enchantment is that powerful because it can only keep people 80 or older out. So, which makes us wonder, you know, again, what's going on with these Dragon Slayers? This is what we've seen two dragon slayers can enter so like my theory was that like what was my theory i don't even remember what my theory was honestly i don't know you want to know some bullshit that it's like the dragon spirits are within them i think that was my theory but no that's not no they're old. just really old all right i got it <laughs> i mean there's there's it's it's wild um, I swear, do not spoil it for yourself. I will be so upset because that was like, that was like one of the biggest ones for me was finding out like everything that happened. I was like, holy crap. But anyway. In the year 777. Are you reading this? But no. No. I was, uh, <laughs> because, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Because it was literally, not, that was the date. <laughs> like, No, I know. I, well, they, they've teased this is like a, a very important date. 
Okay, yeah. We yeah. don't we don't know what happened on this day. Yeah. And I will not intentionally go out of my way to click through this wiki. I swear I'm gonna have um, to speed through this podcast. So, but, but no, f- f- free rolls in. It's like, what the fuck is going on? God, you can't go save the day. We get to Juvia. Talk about Juvia. Yes. So, at this point, um, uh, Juvia to... Cole chilling out here, trying to be a, like a contributing member of the guild. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how, trying to remember how she got out of the petrification. Um, was she even petrified? I think she was, yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, because Urza was too. Um, and Urza, I remember I'm missing something. Um, let me see. Uh, wow. Um, I think at some point they like learn. Oh, about... Natsu. Yes, Natsu. Yeah. Um, so with only not, yeah. Um, so Natsu's like, I can depetrify people. Yeah, yeah. Dumb plot. That's what it was. Plot. Um, <laughs> so that's why I didn't remember. So I was like, it made no sense. But yeah, Natsu was like, we got to see what we can do to get them out ourselves because they're running out of oxygen. And so he uses his fire and everybody's like, it's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. But there's a crack in Urza's petrification face. And it's like, wow, it's coming undone. And they all get freed from the prison um, through Natsu's fire. And it's not really explained how oh oh yeah 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 Urza was freed from her magical eye having absorbed half of the offering because you have to look at someone's eyes and Urza's eye because she has her fake eye tying it to the heavens plot that's right that's right so yeah um so yeah, yeah she joins gotta love shit that's this convoluted <laughs> yes so Urza's like I can fight now and then this was like the dope ass shit because this happened at the end of an episode and then it was like we've got one more and then there's yeah. like is there anybody who can defeat Loxus it's like fairy tale strongest and we see our boy Mystica walking up through the town and then it cuts through the outro which was an absolute banger and man like that was cold I love that man that was a cold ass transition for a cold ass moment for a cold ass character which is Mystica which Mr. Game rolling in here with this fucking like shinobi bullshit with like the three enormous wizard staffs. Yes. Like it's the it's the freaking deadlock. It's what's it called? The three way deadlock from Naruto. Oh yeah, man. So yeah. like this next fight is like we've got all three of the big players in Fairy Tale going at it and showing their worth. Yep, and <laughs> sorry, fairy tale is crazy. Um, <laughs> just so these are the three strongest um members of fairy tale, and they are about not is like yo, we're finally here. We finally get to figure out who is the strongest, and this is where we also find out about Urza's nickname that, <laughs> which is like really Titania. weird. What's that? Titania. Yeah, which is weird because it's like it's only said here. It wasn't mentioned before, and it's like never really said again. No, I, I like we get it sprinkled in here and there. You know, oh, it's Titania or Urza Titania, or you know, it, it's around. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> it's like I don't think it's ever mentioned 
after this. It might be, but it's not mentioned like it should be. I don't know. Zog told me it was, I think he said it might have been brought back in like the 100-year quest. I don't know. But anyway, so um, Evergreen's like, yo, it's, I'll show you, I'm the true queen of the fairies and I'm the strongest member. So they get into a fight. Evergreen's like, yo, I got the upper hand because I'm Evergreen. And she has like a dope magic that is never really used again. And I'm really pissed off about it because Evergreen's like fairy gun, fairy machine gun leprechaun, which is like her just shooting off like a machine gun of bullets of like spiritual energy. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of dope. And. Urza's like between you, what's between that? that and her ability to hit him with the Gorgon gaze or stone eyes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Urza's like, that's dope, but I have toes. <laughs> and pulls out four sword style, <laughs> like Ronar Zora, I'm sorry, you got out sword on this one. And Urza starts using like four soul style and then we're equipped with her heavy will armor. And she basically has a bunch of weapons she goes through. And, like, her Heaven's Will armor, which is, like, low-key my favorite Urza armor, because reasons. But, um, she really does look like Queen of the Fairies with it. And, basically, she, like, like, Urza's like, yo, if you gonna kill my friends, I'm gonna kill you. And everybody's like, okay, they're not dead. <laughs> and she, like, Releases them and locks is like, yo, why are we doing this? Like, Evergreen's supposed to be the best. We're supposed to be the best. And Lox is looking stressed. So, Lox is like, you know what? I got a backup plan. And he's like, Thunder Palace, bitches. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Because, why? Because fuck you, Grandpa. That's why. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah. So, Thunder Palace is these Lacrima that are just going to, like, they're going to destroy the entire city. We've had the spot point before, but it's like, yeah, fuck fairy tale, fuck everyone in fairy tale city. Like we don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, this is doomsday plot bullshit. And not only will they destroy people after a certain time limit, like if you attack one of them, they beat you up in some kind of like reversal magic too. So you can't just blow up the WMD. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I say you can't just blow up the WMD, but that's kind of the plot point. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Lysus is like, now what are you going to do? And so we got our girls free. I'm like, yeah, we out here. We can go help. And most of the girls jump. It's like, let's go. Let's do this. Um, Biscuit's like, I got my sniper rifle. Um, I'm going to take that orb. But she's like, you thought, and she gets organic linked, and she basically becomes fried and automatically out of steam. And Lo and Natsu's like, yo, Loxus, come get this heat. Like, stop being a coward. And Loxus says, battles won't be over until I have a fairy fairytale, yada yada. And then we get Levy, best girl Levy, with her reading girl glasses, which are dope. And she's like, yo, I'm going to find a way to take out these barriers so um, Home Duke can fight. Natsu and Gajo can go after Loxus because they're our only hope at this point. So, um, Levy's like, okay, so she's figuring it out with her room magic 
And then we finally see our boy show up. Loki. Loki has reappeared. And like, I'm out here. And I'm ready. So Lucy goes to fight Bislo, which is, I feel like this is Lucy's first, like, big fight that actually matters, I want to say. Like, her first... I mean, is it? I mean, she's been more of, a, like, a supporting character up in then, because, like, she didn't really fight in the Tower of God. Um, Like, did she? Well, I guess, I guess fight... This is a shonen, so fights matter. Um, Like, she's definitely been a very integral, like, character to the yeah. plot. You know, we've spent a bunch of time with her. You know, literally the we see the last arc she and Jovia uh, you know, go fight together. Um the arc before that, she's kind of the damsel in distress and the like they, they hey, fairy tale cares about you and whoever you are. You know, that that's kind of playing into it. Yeah. I guess you're not wrong that this is like the first real fight where she can, you know, now that she's got um, Loki on her side after that whole deal, like it's her first opportunity to go and like take action. Yeah. So. So, yeah, this is basically her first moment. So she's going against Bizlo. And of course, it, it's her. So she gets the work from Bizlo first. His babies or dolls or whatever you want to call them um starts like attacking and we see oh no and um uh lucy's like yo um she goes to summon sagittarius who destroys bislow's house and Bislow's like yo look at that toy shelf i'm out here so <laughs> he's like i've got more if you need to do and so they start attacking Lucy, and Lucy is saved by who else than Loki. Our boy Loki comes back, and he is dressed up in a whole suit, and he's got his hair all like mane like a lion. And he's like, I am Loki, the celestial king of the savannah. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the leader of the celestial 12. Like, and I forget which one he is. He's um, the lion. Yes, but Leo. Oh yeah, Leo. That's the month. Number one. July. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> August. I forgot how these things worked. If they were astrological or just signs, but they're literally just the Chinese zodiac. So, yes, he is the lion. Well, wait. There's not a lion in the zodiac. Oh, these are. Sorry, these are astrological the signs. So the Western zodiac. Yes. The Western Zodiac, the astrological signs. That's what these are. So, Loki, our boy, the leader of the Zodiacs, is like, yo, I'm here to protect you, Miss Lucy. And, you know, he does a pretty good job. He gets to work a little bit, but then he's like, yo, I'm winning this because I have a move called freaking um, something like Brilliance Lights or something. So, basically, he shoots out this amazing, incredible light. sounding looks like Rex Bislow. Or regular impact, that's what it was. Um and he takes the W and Lucy's like, yo, you did it. Like, I'm so strong now. Loki, thank you so much. And Loki gives back the keys stolen by Bislow, which Bislow stole her keys. And he's like, Here's a sign of our love. And he's like, I love you, Lucy. So yeah, that's a thing now. All right. Let's talk about that. I know from the fact that I have watched Eaton Zero. And Mashima has cameos for no good reason. 
that Natsu and Lucy were in the diner together. They're on this random ass planet in the Gill Hall. Mm-hmm. Love stories. How do they shake out? So we've got we've got this whole deal right now with Lucy and Natsu and it being like, oh, does he? Oh, he couldn't. Yes, no, maybe. But also we've got Loki, very much like, you know, confidence, charisma, dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so I love you. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but they're they're contenders. I'll say that. Contenders. Yes. So this is a plot point that continues through their franchise. Maybe. Like Perhaps, you like, know, possibly. I mean, it gets to one point where there's one that's just so, like, blown out of the water. Like, I mean, it won't be a Naruto. I'll tell you that. It won't be a, like... Yeah, the story's in, in like, a mean? week. So, Hinata? What? Hinata. Yeah, that works. <laughs> hey, but at least we get information about Hinata and their relationship. Like, yeah. they fall in love. We get a movie. <laughs> Which was actually not bad. The last was a good movie. So, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. So. All right. Let's talk about Mira Jane. Yes. Mira Jane is fighting uh, Creed. Nah, wait. Free. Creed. There we go. <laughs> She's fighting Apollo Creed. <laughs> She's fighting Freed, who just wrecked Juvia because Juvia's like, yo. I want to hurry up and join Fairy Tale, so I'm going to take out these electric balls, so Connor will be okay. Because I refuse to fight Connor. Because Free's like, you have to fight each other till death. And Juvia's like, nah, fuck that shit. Connor just your victory. So Juvia goes and electrocutes herself. And I ain't gonna lie, when I first watched this, I thought Juvia was dead. Juvia, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Juvia, stop trying to die every arc, girl. Like Jesus, I need you look to at that, be okay. Look at that commitment to fairy tale. Mm-hmm. So she's like Juvia, and oh my God, the sub did such a good job with this. Like the voice acting, you gotta talk about that movie. The voice acting, and she was like, Juvia wants to hurry up and be accepted by everyone, and then Connor's like, "You already are," and I'm just like, "Oh, my heart." <laughs> um. But Connor's like, I'm going to kill you, Free. I'm going to do it. And, like, so that fight happens, and obviously Connor does not do that. Um, so yeah. then we see, Yeah. So Elfman and Mirror Jane show up to back Connor, who is like, yo. And she gets wrecked, and Elfman's ready to fight. And Free claims, yo, like, you already lost to Evergreen, so you have no right to fight this game, so be gone. And then he tortures him with Dark Ectocrete, or whatever, because, you know, he broke the rule. So Mary Jane's like, stop, and begging him to stop. And Creed's like, no, you're not going to stop. Elfman is going to die. So Mary Jane remembers Lazana's death, their sister. And this is where we already have the flashback to that, and this is where we kind of get, like, um, Mira Jane's kind of trauma of like dealing with that. And she's like, yo, I can't deal with this. And before we saw Elfman like power up from this, but now we get Mira Jane's power up. 
And she's like, I will not let another sibling die. And then we see her Satan soul take over, which, man, I love Mira Jane so much. Okay. First off, I agree. Yes. I love Mira Jane. Same. However. However. I have issues with this kind of reveal. You know. Primarily because, and this is my issue with Shonen Runtime, I guess is more so my point. Like, we spent so much time with this kind of story and with this kind of characters all the way from the very beginning. We're dealing with episodes, what, like 40 to 50 here? Yes. So it's like we've, we have seen this already. We have seen the whole situation with the Sana and people caring about her with like Natsu and other relationships. We've seen the whole backstory about her dying with Elfman, you know. And now we we're here even in the last arc, we spent time with the fact that Mira Jane couldn't deal with like was frustrated with her inability to take action. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, and that might not have been the last arc, but you know, in, in one of the arcs previously, you know, yeah. after Elfman, it was, it was her frustration about her. She cannot act. Elfman can grow. I can't grow. Yeah. And, and to have this at episode 45, where we just hit the same kind of story beats with no new revelation, no new information, no real reason why not, other than it's like Elfman's turn to be in peril. It's like, okay, great. And we didn't, I get, and even if that was important, which it very much is, we didn't spend any time on it. It was just Elfman's in trouble, Lasana died, Elfman's the only brother I've got. Let's power up. Like, that's it. We, did, we didn't spend time to dwell on the, the struggle and challenge of, like, taking action. It was just, oh, Elfman's going to die. Well, let's, I don't know, finally do something. To which, finally doing something was a badass move. Yeah. But, you know, fucking character story and all this other stuff. Like, I was supposed to care about Mira Jane leveling up to demon, like, demon form. And in the moment, I just didn't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Mira Jane gets told a lot because Mira Jane is, it is not known who is stronger, Mira Jane or Urza. Everybody assumes it's Urza because everybody's like, oh, Urza goes out and actually fights. But back in the day, Mira Jane was like on par, if not stronger than Urza because of her power. But because Urza lost Lazana. She stopped going on missions and stuff like that. And Urza and, you know, Mira Jane has to literally take care of the guild because Makarov honestly doesn't do shit at this point. But, so, everybody's like, yeah, it's obviously Urza. But even Hiromashima himself has said, you know, they're still neck and neck on par. So, and as the series goes, you can kind of see why. But, like, it gets, she just gets hold so much. Like, because, I don't know. Everybody loves Urza, but Mira Jane is my fairy tale wife. I love Mira Jane so much. Like her mentality, her everything, and this fight with Freed was absolutely great. Like the punching, just the pure power, and how everybody was like, "Oh no, Mira Jane's gonna lose control when she goes into this power. Like she can't be stopped." And she gets Freed to work, 
is freeze on the ground and he's like crying and Mira Jane goes to punch, but that punch turns into her grabbing Freed's hand, which I love that moment because, yeah, we get more of the lasagna, lasagna <laughs> stuff. But we also get like more of Mira Jane's like soft-hearted, like being the mother of the group and understanding. And like even though Free did all this other stuff, like Mira Jane still comforts him and Free to the point where he cries, you know, and breaks down. He's like, I didn't want any of it to turn out this way. And Mira Jane's like, yo, with a smile and tells him that we all should enjoy the Harvest Festival next year. And I thought that was sweet. I like mm-hmm. Mary Jane's character because, you know, we already have everybody fighting. We already have everybody going out, doing all this, being all tough and all that. But Mary Jane is the, she takes up the slack of the shonen protagonist because not just like, yo, I want smoke. I'm not here to fix your problems. So Mary Jane does that. Man, so I guess that's, that is one of the points about Mashima's protagonists, you know, with Natsu, with whoever the fuck was from. Shiki uh, from Eden Zero. E- Eden Zero, yeah, Shiki. Rafe Master. Yeah. I, it, it's definitely, I, I'm not here for you. I'm here for my motherfucking friends. And mm-hmm. that's it, Chief. Like, I'm not saving the world. I'm saving my people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's one of those standout things that Mashima does so well. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love Mashima. Um, and I love him for doing that, honestly. So, um, but yeah, so... That was what we got with Mary Jane, and I love it, and I love Mary Jane. And then we go straight into more of the battle where we see Loxus um, and Michigan fighting, which this shit was dope. Like, Michigan's like fucking staff power, and Loxus is like lightning power. And they're pretty much even kilter, and then Michigan goes and is like, yo, like, I got more staffs than you got lightning. And throws his staff. So I'm like, yo, Mr. Kid is dope. Like, we see him putting, like, his hands and everything. And um, she's like, yo. And then we do a cutaway to um, freaking uh, Makarov, who's, like, dying now. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they hit us with the find Loxus. Tell him to come quickly. Like, that's going to change the... Like, he's just going to give up, I don't know, murdering the fairy tale guild yeah. to go see his grandpa. Yeah, so, um, but we got this dope, like, fight between Mystigan and Loxus, and Mystigan starts to use his strongest still, Skyscraper, which is, like, finally we see Magic Seals again, which is dope, and, like, Mystigan just, like, kind of re, like, I don't know, man, like, I, just, I don't know what happened, like, the ground started evaporating. The Kamehameha came to the ground. Locks went in the sky. Everything turned into space. Like, Skyscraper is a trippy-ass spell. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure what it did. But, like, I guess a monster came from hell and, like, tried to... I don't know, man. Lock, Mystican's broken. But, <laughs> anyway. So, we see our boy Mystican out here fighting Loxus. And he's just like, yeah, we are out here. And his mask comes off. And Loxus is like, well, damn. Starts, like, laughing. And then, of course, Urza, because of timing and plot, is like, what? Chalaw? And Michigan's like, yeah. 
I did what I came to do. I'm out. Uh, yeah, that whole that's a whole ass plot thing. Like Jalal, of course, the the kid from Urza's backstory that was also like the antagonist of the Tower of God arc, and now we see this same motherfucker, which apparently is may or may not be the same person in Mystigan, and it's like, what is going on, Mashima? Did you run out of design? <laughs> what equally, you know? It's the mystery. Yeah. It's the Mistogen. Mistogen. Um so yeah, that happens and it's like, oh, well, okay. Um but then Urz is like, you know what? I gotta get over it, you know. And he's like, My bad, everybody. I'll leave Loxus to y'all and Jalal. Or he's not Jalal, but him. Is like, bye. And yeah, Mr. Gen just fucking leaves. Yeah, just walks on in. Loxus is just let him. Loxus knows what's up. He's like, all right, I, I can't stop him. So <laughs> Mr. Gen just walks out. So, um, Loxus is like, well, Urza, you're not paying attention and hits her full of lightning. And Urza's like, I got this. And she uses her lightning empress armor, which is kind of dope. And I just really like her designs in general. Like, Urza is just the drip lord. So she uses her lightning into his armor. She's like, yo, you can't stop me, Loxus. I'm here, and I'm going to stop the Thunder Palace. And he's like, yo, um, I don't care. So then freaking Natsu and Gajo break out. Or um, Natsu breaks out, and he's like, yo. I, um, I gotta stop this or let me fight Loxus. And Urza's like, Natsu. He's like, let me do it. And Urza is like, all right, which is, in my opinion, an absolute asinine move. Like, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. you would do that, but. Well, because Urza has to go use her abilities to kill the Lacrima. Yeah, but I mean. But equally, like, you had to add that shit in there where she had to go not be the strongest. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are two points I want to get to quickly. Is that in all of this portion, we get some backstory on why Loxus is such an asshole. You know, we get some fairy tale the guild history. Because um, the guild leader, it, Makarov, is... Loxus's grandfather. But at some point, Loxus's father, Ivan, did some dumb shit and hurt the guild. To which Makarov was like, You have to leave. You are exiled from Fairy Tale. And that kind of spurred Loxus into having this kind of like, I will be the guildmaster. I will be the one that makes decisions. You know, through his teens, he gets warped. Yeah, because, you know, and, Makarov has always been, you know, found family over actual family. Yeah, you know, being a guildmaster and having to make these tough decisions is part of it. And until you're in that position, you don't understand. Yeah. But also, we have this whole thing where Loxus is supposedly has the power of a lightning dragon slayer. 
Uh, Where the fuck did that come from? Well, his his crazy dad. Yes. But now we have supposedly three dragons fighting each other. Yes, and we see that. Yeah, so we get the three dragon fight. You know, we get a lightning dragon, a steel dragon, and a um fire dragon. And this is the fight that ensues: is that um that they all have to fight each other with their roar attacks. And so the fight goes on, and uh, at this time we have Urza, like you said, destroying the Lacrimas with her Heaven's Wheel, and she just manages to summon a uh, hundred swords, and is like, I just hit them all at the same time because Urza's also broken. So she manages to make a hundred swords and hits all the Lacrimas at one time. So I'm like, yeah. Well... Well, she makes enough to kill most of them. Yes. But it requires the other members of Fairy Tale to take action and destroy the rest. Because yeah. you have to kill them all at once, or they'll continue to do harm. Yes. So I forgot how many Lacrimas Loxus had. Um, Urza makes half. The rest of Fairy Tale kills half. Yeah, through Warren's telepathy. He's like, okay, guys, we're going to do a coordinated yep. attack. And. They all take out the locker rooms and everybody gets electrocuted. But, you know. Yep. The town didn't blow up. <laughs> so I guess yes. that's a W. Um, and then Lox is like, you know what? Screw it. I can't count on anything. So while he's fighting lots, Natsu and uh, Gray, and he's like, I'm going to use the ultimate move to destroy everybody. And that's what we saw the fairy law spell. The one that. Um, Grandpa Makarov used against um crime not crime sorcerer we haven't met him yet um um Phantom, uh, Phantom Lord yeah, Phantom Phantom Lord and Loxus goes to use Fairy Law and everybody's like no don't do it don't do it um but then the attack doesn't work and Loxus is like what I know I did it right and he goes to use it again and he can't and, and this whole attack is based on. Who the users per, who the user perceives as an enemy. Yes. And it's not something that's it's something that's in your heart that you see as an enemy in your heart. So it couldn't hurt anybody because he didn't see them as his enemies. And I'm like, yo, say what you that was deep to me. Like Lox is still considers them comrades, so Fairy Law did not work. And this is where we kind of see that Loxus is is Unwilling and still mad, but Loxus knows, like, we see in his heart he wants to do what's best for the guild, which, in his eyes, what he sees as best as the guild, which is still not, but he still sees it as something to help the guild, but it doesn't work. And he's like, yo, why didn't it work? And Natsu's like, yo, I'm a lightning dragon slayer right now, bitch. Um, <laughs> and kind of defeats him with his ultimate move, Crimson Lotus, Exploding Flame, Blade, Garage Band, the sequel. I don't know. Hold on. How many of those were legit? <laughs> I think the first half was was legit. Um, it's like Crimson Lotus. You could be excited for this. Okay, yeah. Some, some not to move. Yeah. yeah. And Loxus is KO'd, and the battle of Fairy Tale is over. With fairy tale being the winner and Loxus lose. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point. Um 
And the whole thing, you know, Lox's whole thing was, um, you know, Makarov's like, all right, it's time to retire. And Loxus is like, all right, I'm going to take over. And Makarov was like, oh, shit, I can't retire yet. <laughs> I can't trust this motherfucker. And that this whole arc was that kind of point. Yeah. So so we we got to the point where Loxus is defeated. And he rolls in the guild hall after everything's over. And he's like, I need to talk to my grandfather. And at this point. Makarov hits him with the same thing he hit his father with. You hurt the guild, so you were exiled. And and everyone in the guild is like, what? No. Yeah. Natsu. Natsu is like, Makarov, you rat bastard, you keep Loxus in the guild. Because yeah. he's a fairy tale member. But like, everyone else kind of gets it. Loxus gets it. That that's fairy tale. Loxus did hurt Fairy Tail, and he can't stay here right now. So he, he goes on, and Loxus takes the fall for the other, yeah. like for his team. Yes. Which shows Loxus what? is a real one. Like, I mean, he's like, yo, the others didn't have anything to do with They did it for me. Keep them in the guild. And Magaroff doesn't even say anything. He's just tears running down his face. And he's like, I said, leave. And Loxus thanks him for everything he's done for him. And uh, Loxus, you know, goes on his journey. And as he goes, the parade starts. And this part, this was the first time I think I cried in Fairy Tale. Well, no, Heaven's Tower I cried. (laughs) But this one, Heaven's Tower, I shed a tear. But this was the first time I, like, actually bawled. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So we see the parade going on and everything. And it's like the people are dancing and all this, and um, like we see the fairy tale girls dancing and the card tricks and all this, and we see his grandfather in like the cat suit and everything, and then we see a flashback to Loxus as a kid, and he's talking about how he's nervous for his first festival, and he's like, "Oh, well, this way you can always see me," and he puts up the sign. And, like, the sign goes up, like, the backwards L sign, which means, like, you can find me, or I'll always be looking for you, or something like that. I should yeah, I should know what yeah. that means, because it's, like, so important to me. But, oh my gosh. And you just see Lox is looking back, and he gets all teary-eyed, and I'm just like, oh my god. Like, this... This hits like it shows that everybody in the guild has it. It's like we'll all be watching over you, and it just oh my gosh, it just uh, ah god, it's fuck fucking me up right now, man. Yeah, <laughs> like you see it from everybody, and it's just so beautiful. And man, I remember, I remember freaking being in college and. Binge watching this whole like 50 episodes that was on Netflix because it was only the first 50. And this is where it ended. And I'm like sitting here crying on Netflix like I got a test tomorrow or a project due. <laughs> but I don't care. And man, I went to go start episode 51 on Hulu or something. I was like, oh, God. Oh, Lord of mercy, man. Yeah. But no, definitely. Like I, I call Hiromashima's shonen like b tier but that's with no disrespect yeah because it is efficient at achieving its goal it is very much the perfection of the shonen formula 
between action and emotion, characters you care about, like, this is that. It's not breaking ground, but damn hell, it's, it's doing its job incredibly well. And, you know, maybe, maybe we need to really define what the, what the tier scheme is, you know, hit them with the S tier and shit. Um, but yeah, no, this is like fairy tale wouldn't be a shonen that comes off the dome as one to like go watch, but I am like enjoying the experience in this first 50 episodes. I mean, fairy tale is one of those shows where it only gets better for me. There's like some moments that people hate, which I mean, people hate on everything. People hate Black Clover. I still don't understand why, but whatever, live your life. But fairy tale for me is still like I got to redo my top ten because a lot has changed. But fairy tale is still up there. Like it has so much emotional value, and I don't watch fairy tale. I don't watch fairy tale for the aspects of like you know what I will watch like fruits baskets for or what I watch Jujutsu Kaisen for or anything. I watch fairy tale to get those true aspects and feelings of family and whatnot and like camaraderie. Uh huh. But yeah, um, you know, and then we find out in that parade that Gajo is a double agent working for Makara. So, man, yes, no, totally. So he goes back to like whoever Big Boss Man is, which apparently this is uh, I forget his name. Let me find Dragoff. Yeah, he's working for Dragoff as like yeah, this Ivan, kind of Ivan Draver. Sorry. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so. Makarov's son that he exiled way back when is in this kind of opposition guild, but Gajil is acting as a double agent playing as if he's working for the bad guys. And it's like, okay, thank God we got mild confirmation that Gajil has like turned a new leaf and is actually good no matter what happens from this point on. Yes, it is a fun time. So yeah, um, that was the Battle of Fairytale. Man, uh, it's one of them like okay, ten episodes on top of uh, on top of the Tower of God. It was an interesting, all right story. Um, it was good and important. I want to see what comes next, yes. which is uh, it. Do- Fairytale does it a good job at leaving you wanting more. Yes, like, no matter how long it takes for this arc or that arc, or whatever filler happens. When you end it, you're going to be hooked for whatever comes next. True. And, yeah, what comes next is the Rashion Seis arc, which is a really good arc. So make sure you stick around for that one. Absolutely. We'll get to it eventually. All here on your typical Shona protagonist. You catch this on all your podcatchers, talking Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast, at your typical Shono protagonist. Or at Twitter, Instagram, whatever. At your TSP, that's URTSP. How you guys up to? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads, that's with a Z, on Twitter, because I'm cool. And come and find and talk about cool anime stuff. Absolutely. You can catch our other product, which is more broader animation, both Eastern and Western animation. At Content Breaker, on all your podcatchers, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as well at Content Breaker. We'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shono Protagonist. 